Well, the early lines are now out for the upcoming season, and Sonny Milano still not signed anywhere. So should the Ducks take a punt? We'll talk about all that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everyone to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thanking you for making this your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. So this week we're going to have a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Have the weekend off. And since next week, we'll make it official. Next week, we will be back to five shows a week. And hey, you know what else? Next week, we'll officially begin season four of me hosting Locked on Anaheim Ducks. So yeah, my fourth season covering the Ducks on this network. And I'm grateful for that. And I want to thank you all for your continued support on this. You know, you guys are awesome. And for those of you that sent birthday wishes, you guys are also awesome. I haven't actually had time to look back on all the greetings since I've been away for a few days. You know, mostly working, but, you know, thanks to those of you that sent birthday wishes. For those that did, you guys are awesome. All right. So I want to talk about some of the, I guess, lines that are out first. The lines themselves... I mean, they're okay. I mean, there is one in particular that I kind of had a lot of interest in. So I'm going to briefly go over the Hart Memorial Trophy odds first. So the favorite right now is Connor McDavid, opening line of 13 to 5. And Austin Matthews is second. Austin Matthews, I think, should be the first choice to win the Hart. Look, he had a 60-goal campaign last season. And if there's any season for the Maple Leafs to finally, finally get out of the first round, this is it. It's been five years in a row. At this point, I'm almost starting to feel sorry for the Leafs fans. Almost. Mm, not quite, but I'm, I'm almost there, folks. I'm almost feeling sorry for the Maple Leafs. It'll take a lot for me to feel sorry for them. Maybe like seven in a row yeah I think it'll take seven in a row for me to begin feeling sorry for them so that's some of the opening lines also there Leon Dreisaitl at 15 to 2 odds Nathan McKinnon has 10 to 1 odds Kirill Kaprizov has 12 to 1 odds and no Ducks are on this list but whatever then the Vesna Igor Shosturkin 3 to 1 odds to win the Vesna Andre Vasilevsky of Tampa Bay Five to one, Ilya Sorokin. That that one's a surprising one. At seven to one, Ilya Sorokin has the third best odds. I'm a little surprised at that. UC Saros is next, followed by Markstrom, Demko, Hellebuck, Anderson. The former Duck, Freddie Anderson, is seventh on that list somehow. And then all the way down at forty-five to one odds, John Gibson, odds to win the Vesna. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. By the way, Logan Thompson, 100 to 1 odds for Vegas. Uh, hey, hey, Vegas, 
How's that goalie situation working out? Oh, oh, is that so? Not so much? Yeah. Yeah, our Pacific Division foes tried to game the system last season. And look what look what happened. Look where it led them. Then we have the Norris Trophy for best defenseman. Kel McCart is the favorite at 3-2 to two odds. Then Roman Yossi at about 8-1. to one. Victor Hedman at 8-1. to one. Adam Fox 9-1. to one. And hey, there is a duck on this list. Kind of down there, but hey, there is a duck on this list. John Klingberg at 66 to 1 odds. All right, fine. Rocket Richard Trophy. Odds to win. Austin Matthews 5 to 2. Leon Dreisel 11 to 2. Conor McDavid 7 to 1. Okay, that's fine. Now the one that I'm actually most wanting to talk about. The Calder Memorial Trophy. That is right. There's a lot of odds for the Calder Trophy this season. And Ducks fans, you ready to hear this? Mason McTavish is the favorite. That is right. You know, I've been pumping his tires so much over the past maybe year. I've been pumping his tires over and over and over again, saying if there's any time that a Duck is going to win the Calder, it's going to be this year. Zegris probably could have won it last year if not for a Detroit Red Wing. Look, the Red Wings have a couple of stellar rookies, and that one was deserved. But right now, as it stands, the favorite to open the season to win the Calder is Mason McTavish at 7-2 to two odds. Meaning that if you were to put, let's say, a $100 wager for McTavish to win the Calder, then you would stand to win $350. That's what that means, so 7-2 to two odds. Second on that list, Owen Powers at 9 to 2, Maddie Beneers at 11 to 2, William Eklund at 15 to 2, and these lines coming directly from Bet Online by the way. So those are your favorites, McTavish, Owen Powers, Maddie Beneers, William Eklund. Also on that list, Cole Perfetti, Kent Johnson, Marco Rossi. Yeah, there's there's some good rookies on there. Shane Wright all the way down at 22 to 1. Thomas Bordalo, 25 to 1. So some interesting names on there. It is kind of fun to see a duck at the top of that list before the season begins. And honestly, I mean, I would agree with that personally. I think that McTavish is he's gonna be the guy. I'm gonna do my official predictions. I'll put out a video. I guess next week, I'm not going to do it on the road like I did last year. No, this time I'm actually going to do one on my own and do my own editing on this. And I'll have my predictions going into this season. I'll do that next week. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission and I'll talk a little bit more about the Calder and what that means and what that could mean for the Ducks. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And I just mentioned some of the opening lines for the NHL season. And you also have the NBA. That's starting up pretty soon, too. You have lines on who could win the Stanley Cup. So you have NHL, NBA coming up, and baseball coming down to a close. The Los Angeles Dodgers clinching. The NL West Division. Congrats to the Dodgers on winning the West. I'm sure three months ago, the Dodgers were not the favorite when they were not in first place. So if you'd put some money on them winning the division, you made a pretty penny. So 
If you want to check out the latest lines, head over to Bet Online right now using either your mobile device or your laptop. Once again, Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or as I sometimes call it, Locked On Mason McTavish. That's right. All right. Once again, this show is brought to you by Bet Online, the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right. So I mentioned some of the opening lines. I want to get back to the college really quick because there's about 25 names on here. I just want to go through all of them. So I went through McTavish, Powers, Beniers, Eklund, Perfetti, Kent Johnson, Marco Rossi, Jack Quinn, Juraj Slavkovsky, Jake Sanderson, then Logan Thompson, then Shane Wright, Thomas Bordalo, then you have Vitaly Kraftsov, Kirill Marchenko, Alexander Holtz all the way down there, oof, Nick Robertson all the way down there, oof, Lucas Reichel at 40 to 1, oof, Wyatt Johnston, Simon Edvinson, oof, Aturati, Dylan Holloway, Fabian Lysel, Fabian Zetterlin. So two Fabians at 50 to 1. Others at 50 to 1. Hendricks Lapierre, Jake Neighbors, Jacob Pelletier, JJ Paterka, Shane Pinto, and Stuart Skinner. All at 50 to 1. So going back to that, to that McTavish line. I really do believe that he's going to be at least one of the top three rookies this season. I mentioned this before he won the mvp in world juniors last month second consecutive anaheim duck to do so trevor zegris won the wjc mvp last time mason mctavish won it this time so now you have your two consecutive anaheim ducks prospects that won the mvp trophy and the world's junior championships and look at the season mctav look at the season zegris had look at the season mctavish had down with the Hamilton Bulldogs. He dominated. He was literally, I, I say this like really, he was literally a man among boys. Look at his body compared to some of the other guys he was playing. That is an NHL ready body. It really is. He can use that frame to his advantage. He also has the stick work, something that he has been developing over the past two seasons. His stick work was already good. It was already good when he got drafted by the Ducks. He's improved on that, folks. He's improved on that stick handling ability and that defensive ability. He's improved in the faceoff circle. He has improved on defense. So do I think he could be one of the better two-way players for the Ducks. Abso-freaking-lutely do I think that he's going to possibly win the Calder. Yes, I I legit truly believe that he could and probably will win the Calder Trophy. I And the reason I believe that is because of all the things I just said. He could wind up being in the second line by season's end, and I don't think any Ducks fans should be surprised if he winds up on the second line either by the end of the season or going into next season or the year after. Unless Strom has an amazing revitalization of his career in Anaheim. 
Only then could McTavish just not be in the second line. Let's be real here. But Mason has an opportunity here to really make some noise in this league. He's already made some noise with his great play in juniors and his great play in WJC. He's already making strides. I think the only two guys that could give him competition, Owen Powers, mainly mainly because Owen Powers is playing in a Buffalo team that doesn't really have a whole lot of other players. They did have that trade with the Vegas Golden Knights. And they got some pieces. And those pieces aren't bad. In fact, Buffalo's lineup isn't as bad as it used to be. And I'm going to say this. Their lineup actually got better since the Jack Eichel trade. Maybe it's Jack Eichel. I don't know. I mean, Jack Eichel left a terrible situation in Buffalo. Went to Vegas where they were expected to make the playoffs. They were expected to have a deep run, and they missed the playoffs altogether. So Buffalo could be worse off. Look, they got Alex Tuck on their team. That's pretty good. They got Jeff Skinner. Not bad. They picked up Peyton Krebs. That was a good deal. They picked up some other guys via trade. I mean, Peyton Krebs, that was a good pickup on the trade. They pick up Tage Thompson via trade. They picked up Andres Bjork on a trade, on a different trade. And then they also picked up Henri Yokiharju on a trade. You know what? It's not bad. It's not bad at all. And also got a pretty decent backup goalie and Malcolm Subban, who also used to play for the Vegas Silver Knights. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Was that on purpose? Hmm. Yeah, so he played for the Vegas actually golden, maybe Silver Knights. I Okay. I say that derisively because there are some guys in the big club that really should be playing in Henderson. Let's be honest here. Yeah, Vegas is a hot mess, folks. And I'm sure there are guys that are happy to be out of that situation. And now you possibly have Owen Power, who could be coming up. You know what? That could be fun to watch. I mean, I would watch that team. One thing, though. Owen Power is currently 19 years old. And he's playing in Michigan. I mean, he played in Michigan. He was drafted number one overall. I mean, the expectation is that he is eventually going to go to Buffalo. And he had that great experience in Michigan last season. But didn't quite make the NCAA championship. So, I mean, that was kind of weird in itself. But Owen Power is determined. He is determined to make a splash in Buffalo. He is determined to make a splash in training camp and in rookie camp this season. So would I be shocked if he makes a team off the bat? No, I wouldn't be shocked. He should make the team and he should make a splash. And I think he would be the one guy that I think could give McTavish a run for his money. Maddie Beneers is still on a young team. I think Beneers could be very good. Do I think he's Calder competition? Honestly, yeah, a little bit. I think he could be some competition for McTavish. And Seattle is another fun young team, but that's also 
just an expansion team that's still trying to figure things out. And I do think they will improve, but they're trying to figure things out as well. Um, and as far as the two Sharks prospects, Bordalo and Eklund, I don't think they're going to have full seasons in San Jose. I, I don't know what they're doing up there in San Jose right now, aside from having some sweet new jerseys. That's kind of a crapshoot. So it's really, to me, it's it's a three-guy race. It is Beneers, Power, and McTavish. And I think McTavish could be leading the way because Seattle, I don't see him making the playoffs. Buffalo, even though they're improved, I don't see him making the playoffs. The Anaheim Ducks, out of those three teams, have the best chance of trying to sneak into a playoff spot. And if that happens... McTavish is going to win it. Yep. All right, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about free agents and Sonny Milano is still out there. What What's up with that? All right. I mean, what what is up with Sonny Milano being a free agent? I mean, I need to take a few seconds and think about that because... Sonny Milano was one of the most improved players last season. And he was one of those guys that made a splash with the Ducks. He did have that amazing goal. He was on the receiving end of that Zegras play out at Buffalo. And he hasn't even had a PTO yet. There's been plenty of other free agents that have signed at least PTOs. And what those are, that's professional tryouts. I mean, Victor Rask, he's on with Columbus. We'll see what happens there. Even Thomas Hickey, he's going to the Devils training camp. Cody Eakin is going to Calgary's training camp. Zach Aston Reese, remember ZAR? Possibly going to Toronto. That could be one. Oh, there's another one. Nathan Bilyeu with the Ducks. That could be that could be interesting. That could be a thing. That could happen. By the way, the 29-year-old, he scored four points. I've mentioned him before so what about Sonny Milano what about him he's still young he's only 26 years old he scored 34 points last season he had 14 goals out of all the free agents that are left that haven't been signed he has the most goals out of everyone left someone is going to pick him up but the wait has just been a long time I mean, the only thing that's stopping Milano from being signed is that he's not as much of a multifaceted, multidimensional player as other free agents. So maybe that's a slight detriment. But for those saying that Sin Milano cannot play defense, um, oh, no, hold on. There are some analytics out there. There are some numbers out there that say otherwise, that prove that Milano does, in fact, know how to play defense. He does. And for no team to take a punt on him yet, there's going to be 31 teams that could be kicking themselves because if Milano does break out of camp and makes a team, hey, you never know. He could score a dozen goals this season, and that would be perfectly serviceable. And you'd have 31 other teams going, oh, man, ah, we could have had him. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. So... If you're the Ducks, you know what? Take the chance. Take the punt on Sonny Milano coming back. You never know. What's the worst that could happen? 
I mean, the Ducks could bolster their forwards in case of injuries. Again, you never know. And while it is a youth movement, he's still 26. So it's still kind of a youth movement. And you could bring on Milano and that would be fine for that reason. So those are some names on that. All right, uh, before I wrap up this particular podcast, uh, Thursday morning, that is Thursday morning at Great Park Ice at 11 p.m. They will have their open practice for the rookies before they are whittled away to San Jose. So tomorrow I'll have coverage on the open practice. I'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. Friday will be just a little bit of preview for the rookie tournament. And unfortunately, I won't be able to go up to San Jose for this. But I know a couple of people that are. So if you're going up to San Jose, let me know. I'd love to get in touch with you and see what your impressions are on the rookie tournament. And, you know, we'll have some guests on next week. So we're going to have some fun next week. Yeah. And once again, next week, officially starting five days back and officially beginning season cuatro of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. So, yeah. I I am excited for this season. I I think I'm most excited for this season than any of the previous few seasons covering this team because I really do believe that McTavish is going to be that guy. And I do believe that the Ducks have a legit chance. If nothing else, if they don't make it, it's going to be fun. Can't wait. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, you could do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. Thank you so much. It's greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together.